Let's talk some overlooked stocks. Joining us today for the movers that you missed, Mike Follett from our Salt Lake team has got his eyes on three very interesting stocks. So one that we talked about way back when, Mike, and this is Switch, the ticker SWCH has had quite a storied lifetime since it uh, debuted in public markets uh, and it declined basically for uh, a good while and then suddenly has come back. Uh, the stock has made a big move up 20%. That puts it above its debut price in 2018. So it's come all the way back. But at first, this was like the cloud company that could never find any buyers. What changed? Well, it's it's interesting. And, and Oliver, you mentioned the big move that it had. It got to a high today of 25.61. Wow. It was, was kind of interesting to see though, it did sell off a little bit. I mean, it closed down about, uh, or not down, but it closed at uh, what, about 24.30, 24.32. So it did come off those highs a little bit. But I think that is, you know, the, the question you asked there is is one of the main questions that an investor needs to have on their mind is what's what's changed with the company. Uh, it is sort of interesting to note with the type of business that the, that this uh, company is in is they're very much involved with large development and operation of data center uh, facilities. So you know you might think when when you when you hear something like that you might think real estate. And one of the things that I'm seeing out there that some investors seem to be pretty happy with is some reorganization going on here in uh, into. Uh, uh, real estate investment trust. Now, certainly that might be worth a look because the information on that is a little bit hard to find. Uh, however, maybe some optimism there because, you know, in the past they've had some pretty complex accounting to figure out with the way the business has been run. But uh, some of the comments as of late about this idea of REIT seems to uh, really, the market really seems to like it. Because, you know, Oliver, if you just take a look, they just reported their earnings. If you take a look at some of those earnings, they don't, you know, they don't jump out at you as being huge, overwhelming earnings. I mean, the the EPS came in at four cents when the estimate was five cents. The revenue was pretty good. They had a pretty good revenue number there, where the estimate was 134 million, and they came in at 141. Uh, in their last quarter, when you talk about, especially comparing the EPS this quarter to last quarter, it just doesn't shine all that well. Um, so what is it that's driving this company? It could be this idea of, uh, of some changes on the internals of the company shifting more toward REIT status. Hmm. And uh, also it's interesting to note they did uh, increase their quarterly cash dividend just to skosh, but maybe that helped the stock as well. So transforming and trading more like a real estate uh, firm, I've always kind of wanted for some of these uh, cloud companies, they've got so much real estate, right? I mean, uh, there are a lot of data center real estate plays uh, that uh, people have been watching for a while now uh, in the real estate side. And to see that that's kind of the vibe that puts a, a big bid into this, I'm thinking like Equinix, uh, Digital Realty is another example of these companies. So is that where they're going to drive revenue now from just uh, the actual square footage? You know, it's a good question. It seems like their business operations must be hitting hitting pretty well because they did 
uh, raised their guidance. They actually projected a revenue guidance of about five, you know, somewhere between 593 to 603 million. And that's above their previously guided revenue of 530 or 543 million to 555. So that was definitely a positive there. So there is some, some sales that they're bringing in here. Uh, but it could be just some synergies that are coming together, kind of boosting that share price for us or for investors out there, Oliver. Okay, uh, interesting. A big comeback story. A little bit of real estate, a little bit of cloud, and uh, seemingly over the past two weeks, just judging by some of the data center companies and the CEOs we've had on the show, clearly there's a little bit of excitement building again because. Even after all this time, you've got new public companies that are debuting that are data center companies again, even though it just seems like we've been talking about this for years, uh, insatiable demand uh, now after the past year of all the work from home stuff. Okay, let's keep going here. Synaptics, uh, one that's been on this block before for Overlooked, uh, and it's really taken off now. It's been unstoppable for two years, uh, both Pre and post COVID now, this company has really proven itself. Uh, so remind us, what kind of tech uh, do they make? This is the touch screens and stuff? Touch screens and stuff, you nailed it all okay. over. Uh, human interface with screens and things like this. And it's interesting because uh, the company has, you know, as of late made a little bit of a pivot. They already have been kind of a leader in that space. But they've made a, a, a bit of a pivot away from so much the computer touch screens, more into the personal displays. And uh, right now, uh, within the space of, of interface, human interface technology like that, you know, it's, it's the flexible screens, you know, and the small screens that folks can interact with there on their personal devices that seems to really be growing. And the company has, you know, according to the CEO, they've made a pretty strong pivot in that direction. And quite possibly this earnings, and part of the reason why the stock is up, I guess it's up about 16% today. Uh, yeah, 16.47% today. And they actually finished pretty close to the high on the day. But this could be a result of some of that uh, you know, new direction or some of that pivot kind of coming to fruition. Uh, when you take a look at uh, their actual uh, highlights, uh, you know, that revenue number really is one, you know, certainly the EPS was strong. They came in at 218 on their actual earnings compared to an estimate of $2. But one that might be standing out for investors, Oliver, is that revenue number, which has been a bit on the weaker end in previous quarters. But this quarter, the estimate was 324 million and they came in at 327. So they beat. And maybe investors like that surprise because maybe some of the pivot that has been made that in the past has affected some of their sales, some of their revenue, maybe that's starting to blossom here, so to speak, mm. and, and show up in the numbers. Uh, certainly investors liked what they heard today with that move in the stock, Oliver. Took a brief step back a year ago as we saw the negative number on the top line growth in this quarter a year ago. And uh, that just short term kind of downdraft we had in the stock when there was great uncertainty. But ever since April, maybe May, you could argue, I guess, when this stock really broke back out, it's been clear that uh, they're very much a secular trend that will uh, withstand COVID and maybe not even like a COVID specific story, right? I mean, this is still a lot of 
brick and mortar stuff, retail, you're working in a location now that's digitized, whether it's a restaurant or we're talking checkout lines, right? I mean, this is not something that got this big COVID rally and then suddenly has to lose all that momentum. That's right. And, uh, you know, Oliver, just to kind of build on what you're saying there, uh, especially on the uh, product side of this, you mentioned how strong it's been since uh, really it had a nice move up off of the May lows. That's when they actually introduced um, some technology that they developed. It's uh, AI enabled touch controller for OLED phones. And so quite possibly that new product, you know, and this is more than just a software thing. This is a, this is a hardware product, um, you know, which means people got to, you know, they're interfacing with it. Uh, you know, uh, maybe that's driving the share price uh, is, is we've seen since May, Oliver. Okay. Hey, uh, before I let you go, Mike, nice work. Really like these companies. One more. Let's talk Jay Frog. I didn't realize you were on the schedule. I saw Jay Frog and I said, oh, of course, George loves talking about this company. But Mike, today it's down 13%. So it's a fascinating one that we've been looking at, uh, but it just can't seem to turn the trend around besides being in so many of seemingly these hot areas uh, that, uh, you know, Salesforce, uh, software uh, management, I mean, uh, the security side a little bit as well. Just um, um, interesting to see it do so poorly. Yeah, yeah, they're in that business where, you know, very much software related, you know, deployment of updates across organizations and it makes, uh, you know, mass organizations, makes life easier for them to provide up system updates and things of that matter. You know, they did just complete an acquisition, or I, maybe it's not completed yet, but soon it should be completed, a VDU, which is uh, uh, actually going to improve their uh, their, so their software from uh, securities uh, and, you know, make the, the deployment of their software uh, more safe. And, you know, they have seen revenue, you know, rising. Revenue rose uh, 34%. Uh, and a lot of that's based on, you know, just additional demand for their cloud services, Oliver. So you're right. But it is sort of interesting to see the underperformance of that stock. And maybe some of that is, you know, investors are worried about translating, you know, their sales into profitability with acquisitions that they're in the middle of completing. You know, also there could be some fear that some of their early, this is right straight from the uh, conference call actually, that uh, subscription renewals might see some pressure by a pull forward impact from discounts that they offered in their early commitments. So quite possibly it's not so much concern about, although you know the share price has been pretty beat up, uh, but maybe not so much concern about what's going on now with the business as much as it is how's, how are operations going to look from a growth, growth perspective in the future. Once you factor in, you know, the possibility of these pull forward commitments, plus, you know, acquisitions and things of that nature. All right. Great stuff uh, and uh, pretty hard punishment for a stock that does 30% uh, on the top line year over year. But uh, this is where we are, where expectations still pretty high for these companies. Uh, really good uh, work. Appreciate it, uh, Mike. Uh, really nice uh, analysis here. Uh, good overlooked stocks. George Tillis, better watch out. Mike Follett joining us from Salt Lake.